Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, you're stuck with me because we're going to talk about cars. It can be your car, your RV, your boat, your motorcycle. It can be about oil and batteries or spark plugs. It can be just about anything you want. I've been working on cars since 1968. I'm an ASE Master Tech, and I own a repair shop that spends about oh, $35,000 a uh, in in a short period of time for parts. And so we 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 share the information, but this is not about my shop. This is about your car, and that's how we work it. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. They've been, they've been around since 1970. They provide ex expert auto and light truck repair maintenance services find out what's what's going on and give you an estimate for the repair they have ASE certified technicians and that gives you confidence because they've been tested by ASE and determined to have all the skills necessary for that particular level so Thompson's is the only place in Mesa I can recommend doesn't mean it's the only good shop but it's the only one that has passed the filters that I have created for the shops that I talk about. So that's Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing Main Street, just east of Stapley. We have an early caller, Laureen. Laureen, good morning to you. How can I help you? Oh, thank you for taking my call, Mark. I'm new in Arizona. I live out in Verado in Buckeye, mm-hmm. and uh, I bumped I bumped into somebody yesterday so that my back bumper needs some care. And I was hoping maybe that you folks, I've listened to your show before, so I'm thinking that maybe you might recommend somebody reputable to do body work. Okay. Or do you know of people near me? This is this is right in my wheelhouse because I deal with insurance companies all day long. So I'm going to just talk to you just privately, okay? Your, okay. Your insurance company is going to end up paying for this. And you want to you want to use an insurance or a body shop that the insurance company has a relationship with. You don't want the body shop to have an adversarial relationship with your insurance company. So the first thing you do is you talk to your adjuster and ask him if he would make a couple of suggestions of shops that he likes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then you're going to get on the internet and you're going to Google the name and put reviews after it, and you're going to look at some of the reviews. And if the guy's an A or a B and got good reviews and been around a long time and he's been in business 17 years and he's close by, that's going to be the one you're going to want. So that it's, sounds great. It, it just now. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel comfortable mm-hmm. telling me the name of your insurance company? Sure, State Farm. Okay, State Farm is a big company. They have a huge presence in Arizona, um, and the reason I ask you that is is because each and every one of them is going to have their own favorite shop <laughs> everybody in the industry and it's not uncommon for me to be dispatched to a particular mechanical yeah. issue and um and then i'll say to the to the adjuster you know where do you where, where would you take this or if, i mean and this is what i say to him i'll be honest with you i say um do you have a sister oh. and they they go yeah and i said okay do you love your sister and he looks at me like what's What's the matter with you, Mark? And he goes, "Yes, I love my sister." And I said, "Okay, well, and then you need to send you need to send your sister to this shop, and 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 tell me what you agree with or don't agree with." So him and I are going to have this 
manly dance about he's wanting to find out who where I want to send it and I want to find out where what he wants to send it except he knows he has he doesn't have the authority to send it anywhere he can make a referral okay. just like I can but you mm-hmm. have the ultimate choice now a lot of people think I'm going to take it back to the dealers which ensures that my parts are going to be from the dealer I'm going to say that I'm not quite sure that that's a good reason for a couple of different reasons. First of all, there's no such factory that makes fenders and bumpers for your Toyota. They don't. They don't. Mm-hmm. They they buy the parts and they sell them under a lot of different names. So I don't like the idea about the dealership. There's plenty of independent body shops, but a lot of them are focused on one or two or three insurance companies. and they okay. And then they get to the point where the adjuster just calls Mark and says, Mark, and you wrote a sheet for $18,200 on this thing. Can you send me some pictures? Yeah, I will. Then the next day he calls and he says, go ahead, move forward. Well, he's saying to me, I like your estimate. I like your pictures. I agree with what you did. Go ahead. And that kind of relationship <laughs> is very valuable. It's something that you hope your shop has with your insurance company. Yeah, that sounds great. That's really great for information. I appreciate that. Thanks. Okay. All right. Well, good, li- Thank good luck. Thank you. direction I go then. Okay, right. thanks so much for taking you, my call again. Have a great day. And Bye. to you too, ma'am. Thank you. It's The insurance companies are difficult to deal with sometimes, um, and it's typically the person that's in front of you that has the business card of the insurance company because the higher you get, the e- the easier they are to deal with. There's four or five companies that um, I deal with on a regular basis because um, because they ask me questions and they don't want to give me the answers. So I'll tell you that Geico, um, USAA, um, Farm Bureau, um, and there's probably a couple more that's just skipped my mind right now. Those are the guys that I think we have this understanding that you're not going to put words in my mouth and you're not going to have me write a report that favors you. I'm going to write a report that answers your question, whether you like the answer or not. <laughs> and, and so we, we have a, a good relationship, but I work for lots of insurance companies but my tenure at the insurance company is very short if I get the call from an adjuster or somebody from the insurance company and says, we want somebody to go out and look at this car and we want somebody to write a report that this is water damage. I'm not there. I'm not going. Well, what day was that, Thursday? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm really busy Thursday and Friday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, good luck to you. Thank you very much. That's how it sounds. Is I'm not interested in having you rewrite you write my report for me I'll, I'll answer the question I'll tell you the truth I don't care what happens and and there's a lot of us out there that do that there's an equal amount of guys out there and women that give the insurance company what they want and sometimes that's good sometimes that's not it's just a, a matter of whether I can sleep with myself at night and uh, and and do a good job for my client my client is the insurance company but my real client is the consumer and that's who we all should be taking care of. But then there's consumers out there that have a problem, um, and and oftentimes they don't tell the truth on how the problem happened. And sometimes and sometimes they don't tell the truth about who was driving the car, stuff like that. And so I, I take all that into consideration. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two. 508-0960. The lines are wide open. There's five of them, and you're welcome to join if you'd like to. And it's easy. Let me tell you also that if you are a technician, an ASE certified technician, or if you know a technician, perhaps your your son-in-law is a technician or whatever, 
my shop is looking for technician. We rarely have an opening, and I'll tell you why. In the last five years, we've had two openings. Two. That's it, in the last five years. And I'll tell you why, too. Eddie's been with me 33 years, Andy 28 years, Alan 25, Andy 25, got two Andys, a boy and a girl, Jeff 23, Adam 21, Ron 8, Sean 8, Daniel 8, John 8, Mark 2, and Nate 1. So they've been around a long time. These guys are all ASC certified, and they work together. That's the best part. They work together. So we had a technician that left and moved to Colorado. He, he left a hole in our organization. He was plenty good. So if, you, if you're ASC certified and you've got a minimum of five years, um, we'd like to interview you. And the name of my shop is Salem Boys Auto. And so you're going to talk to Andy or Alan. And um, bring, your, bring your resume and stuff like that. And here's why I think we do a good job in maintaining, a client, uh, maintaining our staff. We have health insurance, dental life insurance, 401k, and on the 401k, we're going to match 50% of what you put in. I hope you're smart enough to do that. I hope you're smart enough to recognize if you put in 100, I put 50. That's a pretty good deal for a, of a retirement program. We cover your uniform, sick time, and vacation. So again, health, dental, life, 401k, uniform, sick time, and vacation. And the best part about my shop is I've got all these guys together. Um, and they work together, and they learn from each other together. And we don't we don't like prima donnas, and we don't like people that want to be by themselves and run their own little shop within a shop. That doesn't happen. But but the idea is is that you know if these guys have been there ten, fifteen, and twenty, and and Eddie thirty three years, the it's a pretty good day. and it's Monday through Friday. So I don't know if I said that at the beginning, but it's Monday through Friday. We don't work Saturdays or Sundays. So if you know anybody who's looking for a job or a technician that's unhappy where he's at, then then Salem Boys would like to hear from them. 602-508-0960, if you have a car question or a car problem. Um, another thing that comes up, and I'm just going through some papers that we've done before, um, how many of you know someone who insists that no China parts are used on their car? No China parts. So let me do a little bit of my China presentation. We spend $35,000 a month or about $1,700 a day buying parts for our customers' cars. Um, I hear China, China, China all the time. I only want GM parts on my Escalade. I can't do that. I can't do that because there's no such thing as a factory that makes the parts for Chevrolet. They're made somewhere else and put in a GM box, in a Ford box. I promise you, and I'll tell you why. Here's the deal. One gasket company makes 20% of all the gaskets they sell, but they buy the other 80% for the other four gasket makers. <laughs> so there's only five people in the world that make gaskets. Your Hyundai, your Toyota, your Chevy, your Ford, your Escalade, your Dodge, your Honda, they're all going to have gaskets from one of those five companies. I don't care. Here's another startling statistic. There's one big company in the world that makes thermostats for the engine on your car. One. The The testing equipment to verify the thermostat's response is millions of dollars. So there's there's not a lot of shops out there <laughs> that are going to make thermostats. One, there's one oil filter. He's responsible for 50% of all the oil filters made. One 
oil filter maker. So you have, I mean, a 50-50 chance <laughs> that you're going to get, well, no matter what box, your Chevy, your Ford, your Honda, Toyota, no matter what, it's going to come from one of those guys. There's five worldwide companies that make 90% of the spark plugs. Five companies that make 90% of the spark plugs. There's six China companies that make 90% of the front-wheel drive axles. There's eight China companies that make 75% of the motor mounts. <laughs> There's 15 companies globally that make 80% of all the auto automotive batteries. 15 companies make 80% of all automotive batteries. There's 20 manufacturers that make 80% of the brake pads and shoes in the United States. And those... <laughs> Those 20 manufacturers that make brake pads and shoes in the U.S., they're, um, they're in 50 different boxes, and there's 25 manufacturers that make hub wheel bearings, and they're 30 different boxes. So just think that you need to just trust your shop. Whoever you do business with, just trust that they're going to put a good part in your car because they're going to have to warranty it. We're not shopping for price. I can speak for the majority of our industry. We're not shopping price for your, on your car. We're really shopping quality, and we're really shopping a, a relationship with our parts warehouse and our warehouses and our WDs, warehouse direct guys. So don't, don't get hung up on this China stuff. Um, and when we come back, I'm going to tell you about a China part, and I'm going to follow it from where it was made to your car, and I'm going to show you where all the money went, and we'll do that right after this. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's health care bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 855-PSALM-32. That's 855-PSALM-32. 855-PSALM-32. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick and proud aunt. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing. But not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. One in six. That little girl sitting alone at the playground, she can't play like the other kids. She doesn't have the energy because she's hungry. School lunch will be her only meal today. It breaks my heart that this is the reality in our country, but it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste. This food is then provided to families and children in need. Being a kid should be about using your imagination, learning, and having fun. These children shouldn't have to miss out on simply being a kid because they're hungry. To find out how you can help end childhood hunger in your community, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. 
Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? <laughs> It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? GreenerGadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. After the hour of 10 o'clock, 602-508-0960 is the phone number if you have a car question or a car problem or if you and your wife are arguing about regular unleaded gas versus super unleaded gas. That's a conversation that I have at least three times a week somewhere. So you're welcome to give us a call, 602-508-0960. We were talking about parts on your car. I want to tell you a story. This is a true story. Every aspect of this story is true, and I'll tell you why. The guy that's in charge of this particular hunt for this motor mount is the one I talked to. So he says, there's there's uh, an engine mount for a 2004 Ultima. And he says, my job is just to go see if I can get it found made somewhere else. I find a company in China, and I talk to the owner. And he sells them for eight and a quarter, $8.25 a piece. Or that's what he cost him to, to build them. But he builds and sells a lot of them. So he sells them for $8.50 a piece. So he makes $0.25 cents an, a, a motor mount. $0.25. Cents. Okay. Now, from there, it has to be shipped on a boat from China to the West Coast. And then from the West Coast, it has to be unloaded. And then it has to be put into big trucks that are taking them to what we call warehouses. And the warehouse is where all the people that want auto parts go to get auto parts. So you can get different brands. You can get all kinds of stuff. But it's going to end up at what we call a WD, Warehouse Direct. Now, from the warehouse, it's going to go to a parts store like Napa and AutoZone and, and uh, O'Reilly's and all those places that you normally go to. It's going to go from there. From there, it's going to go to me. I'm the guy that, that owns the re repair shop. And then from there, it's going to go to you. So that's how that part travels from China. Now, here's the money of it. Now, keep in mind that $0.25 cents of each motor mount stays in China. When it gets to you, you are going, <laughs> you are going to um, buy this thing for somewhere in the vicinity of $80. So it's going to go from $8.50 in China, and then it's going to be, it's cost you $80. Let's just call it $80. It's easier math. So the guy that makes the most money on that part is me the installer I bought it from the auto parts store and I put it on your car and I sold it to you well here's why I make the most money is because I have to warranty that part so if the part goes bad I gotta buy the labor everybody knows and the the price I sell it for is written down somewhere but I'm allowed to go a dollar more a dollar less whatever but the idea is is that of that eight dollar and fifty cent motor mount $8.50 stayed in China. And the overwhelming majority of the money that part created 
is in the United States. And the most money, the biggest piece of money, and of that, that uh, let's call it a, a $80 part, of that $80 part, probably $40 of it stays with me. So I buy it, and I make $40 on it, but I have to warranty it. So there's a risk there associated with that. But that also installs a part. So when you look at all of that kind of stuff, you can see that the overwhelming majority of the money that that part really brings to the to the you know financial institutions of the United States is really from my checking account, which is I'm the installer. Now, obviously, the consumer is going to pay 80 bucks for it, but for that $8.50 amount, but to go get it would probably cost them a little bit more. That's kind of how it is. Okay, something else I want to tell you about that came to to my attention this last week, and I was able to independently verify it. There is a tire chain store that has changed the rules and the common sense rules that we've all used for a very long time. You all know that tires that are 10 years old um, need to be replaced regardless of how much wear they have. Statistically, if you're going to die because the tire blows up, that tire is going to be 10 north of 10 years old. It's just the way it is. Everybody knows that. Everybody agrees to that. Now, at my shop, if your tire's 10 years old, I won't touch that tire. I won't fix a flat. I won't put a patch on it. I won't rebalance that tire. I don't want my fingerprints on that tire because if day after tomorrow it blows up and do, and hurts someone, I'm on the food chain. I'm going to be I'm going to be sued because I should have known that that tire was 10 years old and I should have known it's 10 years in one day it's past its expected life. But we have this one tire store and I know that there's two locations I've talked to. One of them is in North Scottsdale and one of them um is up in the Rim Country. So it's not like it's like, they're both telling people that they're not going to fix tires and touch tires that are older than five years old. And that statistically, the tire after five years old becomes a hazard. Now, you'd think to yourself, there's probably a benefit there to them to do that because they sell more tires. But they're changing the rules and the parameters of what everybody else knows to be almost written by God. Ten years. So the other day, there was a friend of mine, an old cowboy buddy of mine, and he said, can I get some tires from you? And I said, give me your sizes. And so he gave me the sizes. And so I called and I I gave him a price. And he says to me, well, I went over to so-and-so's tire store, and it's a chain store, and they told me they wouldn't even touch my tires because I just wanted them to rotate them. And they said, nope, they're five years old and we're not going to do it. And statistically, a tire is no good between five and six years was what he was told. And I said, okay, so what are you going to do now? And he goes, well, I'm still going to hunt new tires. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll give you an estimate on, on your tires, but do you already have an estimate on your tires? And he goes, well, I did. I got it for them. And I said, okay. So I call my son, says, hey, give me a tire for this site. Can you give me an out-the-door price for this? So I call back um, Garrett, and I say, um, hey, I got your price. But let me ask you a question. When you went into this store that told you that they have changed the rules to five years, your tire needs to be 
removed and out of taken out of service when everybody else in the world says 10 years um what was their price and he goes 922 dollars but they did quote me a, a, you know for four tires mounted and balanced out the door write your check for 922 we're done and i said okay my street rate is 733 dollars but you're a friend of mine so i'm going to give it to you for 700 bucks but they were at 922 and he goes yeah 922 so here we got this tire chain store and it's not discount tire i'll just tell you that right now it's a tire chain store that has somehow changed the rules and think about that we're going to take your tire out of service at 50% of its life as opposed to 100% of its life and then our tire price is going to be 20% more than what everybody else in town is likely to sell it for I think that all speaks and tells the truth, and I think it speaks to them. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but be careful when you're getting tires. Now, I've said before many, many times, I've worked for Discount Tire. Um, If something happens and a tire falls off, they call me. I work with the insurance companies. We get it all taken care of. I do that. And when they, they take good news as well as bad news. They do a good job in doing just that. So it's not Discount Tire. But um, I did bid discount price, and their price was very similar to ours. It was within about $25 of our price, of 733 They were cheaper than I was. They were closer to 700 But the idea is this other place was 922 for four tires mounted and balanced, FET, sales tax included. You see the difference here? So if you hear a tire store tell you that your tires are expired at five years and not ten because they're smarter than everybody else, you need to get the hell out of there. You need to go find another tire store or another oil change store. You need to just go away. 602-508-0960. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Ladies, are you tired of hair loss products that don't work? Then meet Ravella. Powered by breakthrough ingredient ProSelenil, Rivella Hair Serum directly targets and reawakens hair follicles. After a six-week clinical trial using Rivella, 97% of women saw thicker, fuller-looking hair. So try Rivella risk-free today at RivellaHair.com and enter code RADIO15 for 15% off. That's RivellaHair.com. R-E-V-E-L-A Hair.com. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station, 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust and Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. I don't want to go blind from diabetes. I don't want to lose a foot or a leg. I don't want to have kidney failure. So I'm taking control. I'm controlling my diabetes. It's making a huge difference. I'm eating healthy and staying physically active. 
I'm taking my medicine. If I can do it, anyone can. Control your diabetes for life. Call 1-800-438-5383. I'm a firefighter. A teacher. I'm a farmer. I'm a barber. A waitress. A mom. We're all part of your community. Every day we move in and out of each other's busy lives. It's easy to take for granted all the little moments that make up our every day. Some are good, others not so much. But that's life. It's when you experience a moment of uncertainty. Something or someone's behavior that doesn't seem quite right. These are the moments to take a pause. Because if something doesn't feel right, it's probably not. It's not about paranoia. Or being afraid. It's about standing up and protecting our communities. One detail at a time. Because a lot of little details can become a pattern. We. 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 We trust our instincts. Just like you should. Because only you know what's not supposed to be in your everyday. So protect your everyday. If you see something suspicious, say something to local authorities. Did you get a call or message that mentioned Social Security that made you feel threatened or scared? That is not the Social Security Administration. Social Security will not threaten you, press you for personal information, or demand instant payment. Social Security does not accept payments by gift card, prepaid debit card, internet currency, or by mailing cash. Criminals use these forms of payment because they are hard to trace. Don't fall for it. Hang up. Ignore them. Report this criminal activity to oig.ssa.gov. Reduced at U.S. taxpayer expense. For help with food, health care, and other resources, call or visit 211.org. 211, how can I help you? 211, get connected, get help. A message from United Way and the Ad Council. All about that demon, all the more It's half the hour, 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're talking about cars here, and you're welcome to join us at 602-508-0960. We have five lines available, and we got Brian on one of them, so that means there's four available, and basically it's all settle an argument or we'll talk about a particular car or a problem you're having or a question that you have any of that kind of stuff is is wide open strictly diesel service and repair nate from strictly diesel service and repair is a friend of mine he has a great shop in north phoenix he's at i-17 and pinnacle peak road strictly diesel service and repairs open monday through friday and they sell parts 24 hours a day on their website and as you can imagine the parts are diesel related so Nate does both foreign and domestic light diesel trucks, and they're diehard service and repair kind of guys, but they really have a really good handle on parts for diesels. So if you've got a Chevy, Ford, or Dodge, whether it's a 7.3, a 5.9, a 6.7, whatever it is, they're going to be the kings up in the north end of town as far as diesels are concerned. That's strictly diesel service and repair. Brian, good morning. How can I help you? Hey, how you doing this morning? Hey, I've got a 2008 Dodge Caliber with a two-liter, uh, 170-something thousand miles on it. Anyways, it feels like it has a miss, but it does not have a miss, and it's extremely sporadic. Okay, okay. What I want you to do is, is when it when you get the miss, can you do something to make it continue? Nope. Okay, it just and I comes have a and little goes. handy dandy. Yeah, and it it could it could be. Uh, in fact, it didn't do it for the last three weeks, and it did it again yesterday. It's, okay. it's extremely sporadic. And uh, sometimes if it does it a little bit, sometimes it's a bigger one. And I've got a handy-dandy little thing I stuck under the dash, 
uh, plugged in and I can read it on my phone and it shows what it's a miss. So it's definitely not a miss. Um, no codes. Um, okay. Well, I, so I can't leave it at the shop because it's so sporadic. It can't do anything. Okay. Well, I want you to take it out of overdrive. Okay. So just, I want you it, to drive around in D and not OD. And it, I, I want do. to know if it doesn't have, it does it doesn't have overdrive. Okay. Well, um, take it into, Take it from drive into the other gear. I don't want it to okay. go into overdrive. So pick a shift, shift pick, a, pick a transmission point, and take it, put it in there as opposed to where you've normally got it. So we take it away. We take the lockup converter away. You're convinced okay. it's an engine misfire, and I'm telling you there's well, a whole lot of people that have come into my shop over the last 40 years that have told me all about the spark plugs and misfires, and we find out that it's got an overdrive problem in the transmission. It would well, set that, a pretty I, I, good code I, I, if you were going to work on if your little box underneath the dash isn't worth anything. It would give you a code that would at least point you to the cylinder, but it could still be an injector problem. It could still be a coil problem. It could still be a spark plug problem. But I, I mean, right. I can't yeah. fix your car like this. But um, I, I'm making a, a constructive suggestion. Let's get the transmission out of the picture. Okay. Right. Right. And, and, and so as I said it feels like a miss. It's not a miss. I know. I know it's not a miss. Okay. So I know that, um, and I changed the coils. Didn't make any difference. Actually, I did that before I got the handy dandy little thing I had. But anyways, um, so I know it's not that. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, because but and it's so sporadic that. Um, so it's so it's, so it's an oh wait it's only got L and D so uh, so if I leave, just leave it in low, is that hey, going to go through only first gear or, or I mean I can't drive around all the time in low. So that's all you've got on your shift selector is L and yep. D, low and drive? Yep, that's all it is. Okay. It doesn't have an overdrive. What year is it? 2008. Yes, it does. Um, what you can do, too, is, 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 is if you get it to happen, can you hold it in that position while you're driving down the road? Can you get it to just continue on by doing something nope. like... Okay. I, I've, I've, no, tr I've tried all that stuff, and I can't... Okay. Did you use any dielectric when you put the coils in? Yes. Okay. And did you pull the spark plugs because you had the coils out? Did you pull the spark plugs and compare them and see if the color and if, if any of the porcelain's broken? I changed those first before I did the okay. coils. All right. Well, here's what I hear you saying to me. You're saying to me that I've changed the spark plugs, I've changed the coil coils, I've done everything possible to fix a misfire, I even bought this box, put it underneath the dash, and the box isn't even recording anything. But I've got a misfire. How? I mean, how? how well, is I said that? it feels like a misfire. I, I don't think it is a misfire. It just feels okay. like one. Okay. Will it go um, seventy or eighty miles an hour? Oh, absolutely. Okay. It drives fine otherwise. Yeah. Okay. Why did I ask you that? No idea. <laughs> okay. Well, fuel supply. That's why I okay. ask you that. I need to know okay. that it's got enough fuel supply and that we're not up against a plugged fuel filter or a bad fuel pressure regulator. And so if it'll do 70, 80, 90 miles an hour, most guys with Fords lie about it anyway, and I know that yours is a Ford, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I'm, that's the reason why I ask you that. And, yeah. and you need to determine whether it's cold-related or hot-related. Now, last but not least, are the climate controls on when this is happening? Yes, no, it, it'll do without it on, too. Okay, okay. It's been doing it for several months. Okay, 
Well, again, everything I'm guessing, you're saying no, and I'm I'm out of guesses. I, I I'm I'm an AC master, and we, we've worked on a lot of cars, and 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 an air conditioning that's low on refrigerant will cycle the compressor, and everybody will miss think that's a misfire, and and they'll and I've had people ignore me, and then they bring the cars in, and I say, hey, how about I put a pint of freon in your air conditioning system and fix your misfire? So yeah. I mean that's kind of where yeah. I'm going. I'm trying to help you, but but um, it 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 you're it's it's everything I'm guessing you, you've already tried and and you, and you and you say no to. But but I I still think as a last resort, it, when it happens, turn off your climate controls completely and and drive it that way as as long as you can. And if the if the problem is related to that, then you got an air conditioning compressor cycling and you're mis you are misconstruing the cycling of the air compressor with a misfire. Got to run, Brian. Thank you very much, buddy. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Um you're welcome to join us and if you have a, a, a like what kind of oil should I use or what kind of tires do you sell? Not really that I sell I don't think that's the issue. The issue is, is there's it's what's the more important question is what kind of tires do I not sell? <laughs> I'm not going to share that with you. But if you if you have three or four tires in, on your uh, plate and you can't decide which brand, um, I'm happy to chime in on that. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The Fed is raising interest rates rapidly, and Wall Street is reacting with huge daily losses. Investments and retirement funds are losing money at a record rate. Sebastian Gorka here. Sudden market downturns can rob you of your retirement security, which is why I diversify my investments with physical gold from Midas Gold Group. Gold traditionally holds its value when paper money systems fail, like now. I recommend calling Midas Gold Group to talk about safeguarding your wealth with physical gold. Don't wait until inflation or a recession devalues your savings or liberal policies damage financial markets even further. Protect yourself and your family. Diversify your investments before you lose it all with physical gold and precious metals with the only gold company I recommend, Midas Gold Group. Go to MidasGoldGroup.com or call them 855-322-GOLD. That's 855-322-GOLD. It's gold you can hold. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like nowhere was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work. 
but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. A flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Well, welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. I'm Mark Salem, and we're here talking about cars, and you're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Brian, I have one other thing, and I wanted to explain. I was asking Brian. Brian had a misfire on his car, and I was asking him about a lot of different things, but I don't know that I said anything about this, but um, when the misfire happens, I want you to generally gently apply the brake pedal enough to shine the brake lights but not slow the vehicle down and just hold your brake pedal there the question then becomes does the does the misfire whatever's wrong with it you're calling it it's a misfire did the did it change the misfire so you're driving down the road 45 55 miles an hour and all of a sudden you got this da, 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 and that's what typically a miss sounds like and so you just with your right foot you stay on the throttle and with your left foot you just gently touch the brake just to where it just begins to slow the car and then just hold it right there. If the noise goes away, then oftentimes we have an overdrive problem in the transmission or we have we have a, a, a low RPM misfire. And so that kind of helps us diagnose the problem. And if you're driving down the road and you get the problem and you shut your air conditioning off and the problem goes away, then it could very well be air conditioning related where the Freon, you put too much Freon in it and it's cycling the compressor and you're misinterpreting that as an engine misfire because those are all the things that we find. Nevertheless, Bruce, you're up. How can I help you, Bruce? Hey, on that misfire? Uh-huh. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yep. Yes, sir. How about the ignition switch? Is the guy carrying around five pounds of stuff on his keys? <laughs> And, oh, I've seen it happen. You laugh. But <laughs> no, I believe you. I, I'm with you. I'm absolutely and that will with make you. It, and that would make it feel like an engine miss. Also, he needs to check his battery connections, make sure all that stuff's clean as well. Okay. You know, those are the kind of electrical things that, you know, you, you think about. And um, and they, I mean, if he has a battery condition, he should have a check engine lighter. He should have a a problem with the voltmeter. You'd think that yeah, would, right. that would yeah. that would that would come in. He'd if he had an electrical problem, he'd have a headlights that would be real dim, and then when he took off from the green light, they'd get real bright. So he, you know, though, but you know, I'm 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 just kind of baffled. Just a suggestion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but the it, I'm going to ask if I'm gonna, did I write this down? Um, hold on a minute, Bruce, because this is funny. Um, Bruce wants to know if you've got an engine block hanging from your ignition keys on your steering column. <laughs> anyway, because it's cool. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, we're the same age. I can tell you that much right now, uh, uh, Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you very much, Bruce. Thank you for calling. Oh, gosh, that was great. Okay, Leonard, you're up next. Leonard, how can I help you? 
Yeah, good morning. I got a check engine light there, and it says it's something with the evaporation system. And I went through a list here, and it checks the things that it checked out that it checked out. Evaporator, center, solenoid, fuel tank, pressure sensor, gas cap, fat pump sever, radio canister, fuel tank. And I have a, a, I have a locking gas cap. So all these things they have checked out as okay. So what else could that be then? Well, who checked it out? Uh, well, it was a problem. Was went to O'Reilly and they came up with the code, and this right. code reported on these things that they fixed. Okay, no, 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 just, uh, no, Leonard. I think what they're that list is is a list of all the different possibilities. O'Reilly's doesn't okay. fix cars; they just sell parts, and then they they plugged in their little yeah. handheld scanner and they pulled the code out. And then there's a supplemental page, and it says, "Hey, by the way, here is a list of virtually everything that can cause that code." Okay. And so, what part of town do you live in? Uh, Central Phoenix. Okay. Do you have a shop that you normally patronize? No. Okay. Um, what needs to happen is, and, and actually, what 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 I think most any shop is going to do is the evaporative system is designed to suck the fuel f- um, fuel fumes off your gas tank, filter them, and send them back to the engine. So we're going to actually yeah, suck right. the fumes off your engine. Now, there's all these little rubber lines and plastic lines and all that kind of stuff going on. So the very first thing all of us do is we have a smoke machine, a machine that makes very dense white smoke. And okay. we connect that to your evaporative system, and we pump it full of smoke while it's up in the air, and then me and two or three technicians walk around the car <laughs> until we see smoke. <laughs> and and when we see smoke, we look at, oh, this line's broken right here. <laughs> Putting a piece of rubber in there. <laughs> Put a piece of hose on there, and we're done. Or this well, solenoid would that show leaking. That the, would that show that my locking gas cap is leaking fumes? Yes, but you can have it tested. Did O'Reilly's test your gas cap? No. Okay. The ad, call around to, like, AutoZone, O'Reilly's, Napa, CarQuest. Call around and say, can I bring my car over? Can you test my gas cap? Okay. And because there is a, a simple piece of equipment that costs about 250 bucks with all the adapters for all the gas caps in the whole world. So that's a very sophisticated piece of equipment, but it doesn't take any brains to operate the doggone thing. All you do is take the gas cap off Leonard's car, put it on the mouth of this thing, you pump it up, and uh, and you look at it. And if it if it goes if it's a six pound cap, you go to six pound cap or whatever. But it's not supposed to leak. So you have this gauge, right. and you watch the gauge, and you walk away from it for five minutes, and you come back, everything's fine. You say no, the gas cap's fine. Now, so, can I so ask they you would, this question? They, they would. Yes. Go ahead. Um, when you put the gas cap on, do you click it? And if you do, how many times do yes. you click it? Oh, oh, two or three. That good. That's what I wanted four. to hear. That's what I wanted to hear. The click, 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 click. Yeah. Well, I, I, I so, think it's suspicious there. I think I think it was just swap gas cap. That I was thinking just buy a new gas cap and swap it and see if that would take care of it. You could do that. That's what most people do, and I'm going to tell you right now, 75% of them have a new gas cap, and they paid $20 for it or $30 for it or even more that they didn't need. So I, I, I'll I take think... them back and get a refund. 
<laughs> of course, you can do whatever you want. I, I'm just suggesting, why don't we just have it tested? The auto parts stores will test it for you for free. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fine. So let's let's start there, and, and then if not, then go to MarkSalem.com. That's my website, MarkSalem.com. I have a list of great repair shops, and there's two or three of them in the center of Phoenix that I would guarantee you can find and fix your doggone problem. Well, I've been to the one down there on 16th Street. Okay, then that Martin, is that Martin's Auto? Yeah, right. I've been there. Oh, well, then just tell Dave Martin that you talked to Mark, and Mark said that Dave doesn't have a prayer in hell of finding that evaporative leak, and he'll just laugh. <laughs> okay? Yes, very good. All okay. right, Mark, thank you thank for you. your time. Stay safe, guys. Stay safe. Stay uh, safe. Thank- Thank you very much for that. Thank you, and, and I agree. Everybody should stay safe. Drive drive as if you have a hot cup of coffee between your legs and it's full and it doesn't have a lid, and that will be where you're supposed to be driving. <laughs> Someone told me that not too long ago. That is really funny if you think about it. Let's take a hot cup of Starbucks for as hot as they can possibly make it. And I, I always complain because it's not hot at Starbucks, but Circle K is twice as hot as that. Anyway, um, and... Take the lid off of it, put it between your legs, and drive your car, and don't spill the hot coffee. That is when you're going to get the best fuel economy. Light acceleration, gentle braking, easy left turns, easy right turns. You're looking at the coffee the whole time. <laughs> That's the best fuel economy. All right, we got another caller. Who's that? Say hello to Bill. Bill, good morning. Morning, Mark. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Love your show. Thank you. Hey, my question's probably going to be redundant. It's the same issue as your previous caller. Okay. 2016 Ford F-150, I keep throwing the P0442 small adaptive emission control system leak. Um, it only occurs when my fuel gauge uh, hits the halfway mark uh, with fuel remaining. Um, I have replaced the canister purge valve, and uh, I have one of those capless gas fillers. Mm-hmm. Any of those clues might give you any indication on with with this type of vehicle, the capless a gas filler. Uh, had yeah. this type of issue previously um, I, with the Ford, and from what well, I'm reading on the net, it seems to be well somewhat common. Okay. Um, and what's the stop? What's the consensus of the guys on the net? What's the matter with your truck? Well, you know, it's mixed. It's the Internet, right? So okay. a lot of them have targeted uh, replacing the canister purge valve, which I have done. The issue still occurs. Others okay. have had to take it to the dealer, and the dealer replaces the entire capless uh, assembly for the gas filler, and that's runs some of quoted seven to to $1,000, $700 to $1,000 to repair. Okay. Um, and I did right, well, let's other. stop. Let's stop. I don't want to go through the big Internet list, okay? I don't want to do that. Um, first of all, I don't think we've ever done a $1,000 or a $700 evaporative leak on a Ford pickup truck. And I've been in business since 1979. I was involved in the early emissions tests in 1979. I've been through a vehicle emissions test my entire life. Um, I I think you look at the hardware stuff first, and the next thing that 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 I'm not going to let you. And, and, no, let me change it. I'm not going to let the customer tell me how to fix their car. 
if if the customer walks in and starts telling me he wants me to do this, this, or this, or the, the wife comes in and says, my husband wants you to do, it's I, I say, ma'am, the checkout fee on the, your car is $650. That's what I'm going to say. And she's going to say, that's crazy. And I said, I know, but that's our checkout fee. We don't even want the work. We don't want the work. I don't want to play with a car. I'm not going to have somebody that sits in a rocking chair in Rochester, uh, Illinois, to tell me how to fix a car in Arizona. I don't do that. And and a lot of us are just short-tempered old guys that are just not interested in what the web says. We can fix the car. What really has to happen is the first thing we're going to do is is we're going to identify the code and we're going to read up about the code and then we're going to put smoke into the into the system. And and it's a white dense smoke and we're going to fill the entire evaporative system with white dense smoke and we can't have any leaks. We can't have any broken plastic lines. We can't have any fittings that don't fit right. We can't have a gas cap that's spewing white dense smoke out of the gas cap. All that kind of stuff. It's not that hard on a 1 to 10 scale in an evaporative repair is a six or a seven it's just not that tough but if you want to know get off the internet take it to a shop and say i got an evaporative code what's your checkout fee now here's the good news sometimes the good news is it can be this it's 125 dollars to do the the uh the smoke test which is an hour's worth of time and while we were there, we found this broken plastic line on top of the fuel tank that we could actually get without dropping the fuel tank. So what I did is, is I just, I was broken. I took a piece of windshield wiper hose because this is all low pressure, low suction stuff. I put a piece of windshield wiper hose and I slid it an inch over this side of the plastic line. I slid it an inch over this side of the plastic line and I fixed your plastic line. I didn't replace it. I just fixed where it was broken. It now passes emissions. Thank you very much. You owe me $125. That's 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 what it's going to sound like, similar to that. But it could be a solenoid. You keep in mind that we want to suck the fumes off the fuel tank. Well, there we don't want to suck the fumes off the fuel tank when you're driving down the road at 80 miles an hour when the fuel's splashing all over inside the tank. I'm using this just for a visual because we're on radio. So we want to do it when you're sitting at a traffic light when there's no sloshing going on because we want to suck fumes but not liquid fuel. So there's all these things that that move around, but the evaporative, it's just not that tough on an evaporative system. It's just not tough. So, again, it's a it's a 6 on a 10 scale, and, and I can think of a lot of other things that's going to eat our lunch long before an evaporative test. But all these guys on the Internet are going to tell you all the parts that they bought, all the things that they did, but rarely do they ever raise their hands and say, I spent $332.19 and Salem fixed it for $125 with a small piece of rubber hose. You'll never hear that regardless of who the shop is. You'll just never hear that. We'll be back right after this.